Hey, grab your Bibles, turn to 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14. 1 John 5 verse 14. We're going to, you should have gotten a set of notes on the way in. If you didn't, uh, you can, do we have connections? Are there any more handouts? There's definitely handouts online. You can look on uh, uh, YouTube or Facebook. There are more handouts. If you want a hard copy, you can raise your hand and uh, they'll get you a set of notes. Just keep your hands up until they get to you. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14. Uh, I just want to cover a critical principle in prayer tonight. Um, the Bible says this is the confidence that we have in him, in God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. We are instructed by the word of God to let our requests be made known to him, to make our petitions to him. And here's the big principle, okay? Uh, first major point. You have to ask according to his will. Well, where do we get the will of God? Where do we get the mind of God? Where do we get, where do we get what, what, what God wants? Or well, we get that from the Bible, right? It has to be prayer according to his word. So if you know what the Bible says, you should come to corporate prayer with expectation. I have God at his word, so I know what God wants, I know what God's will is, and so I'm gonna pray in line with that, and I'm gonna see God, um, I'm gonna see God answer prayer. Corporate prayer is where lives and eternity are changed. Now if we believe that, we'll be excited to do that, right? Come together and lift up our requests to God. Why do people come to Christ? Why do people move forward as disciples? Why does ministry multiply? Well, because God's people prayed. We ask and then we receive. That's, you know, it's like uh, if you take a Calvinistic view of prayer, well, God's God and he's just gonna do what he's gonna do. It's gonna be embarrassing for a lot of people. It's gonna be embarrassing for a lot of us to get to heaven and find out all of the stock of answered prayer that was laid up. It was just ready to be delivered but we were too lazy, we were too faithless, we were too unwilling to just be polite and ask for it. Have you ever, your kid's thirsty? What's wrong? I'm thirsty. Oh, okay. Have you ever done that, mom, dad? Like, what kind of a monster wouldn't, it's polite, ask. Say, I want a drink of Wawa, you know? Wawa, good enough, here you go. Let your requests be made known. So what are the steps to faith-filled prayer that moves God? So just let's get this down real quick. Number one, you want to identify areas in your life, areas in our ministry together that need to match the reality of God's word. We know God's word. We know God's will. We know what God wants, but here's what we're seeing. So we've identified the discrepancy. So God speaks. God gives his word. We see what he said. We see how it applies to our need. Then number two, we gotta have faith. We gotta be full of faith in God's word. We gotta believe that God wants to intervene in the way that his word describes. So number one, God speaks. Number two, we believe. We gotta get full of faith. We have to come to the throne of grace in faith, believing in what God has said. And then number three, we gotta ask. We gotta petition. We have to let our requests be made known for God to help for God to take his word and make it reality in our life. And when we come, you know, James chapter one is very clear. When we come to God, we can't come half-stepping. It can't, it's, we, when we pray, it's nothing doubting. 
So we're praying for the reality of God's word over our life. So we see what God has said, we see where we're at, we believe that God wants to answer prayer according to his word, so we ask in faith, and then God answers. So we see it, we call for it, God delivers it, and then our faith is supposed to grow. And then we ask for more, we ask for more of God's word, we ask for more of God's work over our lives. This principle is how everything works. It's the, reason, it's the reason we're standing on terra firma. In Hebrews chapter 11, God said the earth is amen. That's just how it works. God's word, right, is sent forth. Reality catches up and our faith grows. Hebrews 11 verse one says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. You want a good report at the judgment seat? We gotta get full of faith in what God has said, don't we? Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. We are standing on planet Earth which is made of words. Hello somebody. That's how powerful the word of God is. We are standing on terra firma because God's word issued forth, reality caught up, and we get to enjoy it. So through faith, Hebrews 11 says, verse two, the elders please God. Well, that's how you're gonna please God too. You see the word of God that holds physical reality in place, that same word should be at work in our life, in our ministry. How how can we ever be satisfied when we see so many more lives in our city, so many more lives in our nation and around the world that need the gospel? They need to come under the convicting power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need God to make his word reality in our ministry. Okay, so there's the, there's the principle, asking according to God's word, according to his will. So let's look at some examples. We just saw the example of planet Earth, but praying in faith, how does that work? Well, let's look at the example of the promise of the Spirit. The word of God spoke in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. He said, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. You don't have that power yet, you're gonna hang out in Jerusalem until you're endued with power. So, okay, what do we do? Well, we go to Jerusalem, right? We hang out in Jerusalem and we wait, the disciples wait. Well, what do we do until the Holy Spirit comes? Uh, Just, well, you know, God's gonna do, no, they got to asking. Okay, when you look at Acts chapter one and Acts chapter two, they're gathered in one accord, they're gathered in prayer, they're praying, right, it's, it's, it, the, the promise becomes the, the focus of their prayer in Acts one and two, and then we see the result, we see the answer in verses two and four of Acts chapter two. Suddenly, there came the answer to the promise of God and, and the response to their prayers. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and they were endued with power from on high. Uh, And then immediately they did exactly what Jesus said they would do in Acts chapter one and verse eight. They began to be witnesses unto him. They immediately began laying down their life a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ in Acts chapter two. God made his word reality in the lives of his people. We could talk about Peter walking on the water. He's in the middle of a hard situation. Might drown, Lord shows up, everybody freaks out. Lord says, stop freaking out, it's me. Well, if it's really you, bid me to come out on the water. Because that's logical. 
And, 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 but, you know, Jesus said, come walk on the water with me. I mean, he's got the word of God now. He's got God at his word. Come on, let's go for a walk. Uh, the word of God was clear. He didn't say to Peter, hey, yeah, get out of the boat and drown. There's none of that. No, we're gonna go for a walk. Well, okay, so the word's clear. Peter gets out of the boat. Why? Well, because with God, the impossible is possible. Without faith, we can't please God. It's by faith that the elders had this good report. So Peter's getting with the program. You know what our problem is? Matthew chapter 14. Lord, if it be thou me, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, yeah, drown, sucker. No, come, right? It's a promise, come. Well, okay, so now is the word gonna be reality over his life? Well, he's gotta step out in faith, he does. Comes down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus, but when he saw his circumstances, he got the word of the Lord, but uh, his circumstances are talking to him. He saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried. At least he remembers prayer, Lord save me. And of course, immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? I didn't tell you get out and walk for 10 feet and then die with water in your life. Like, why did you doubt? Trust me for the reality of my word over your lives. And so we have to learn this. We can't look at the strength of our circumstances and then begin to sink in them, taking our eyes off of Christ, off of the promises of Christ, and we get them on our circumstances and then wonder why we're drowning. Don't give up trusting the Lord. Don't take your eyes off his word. So get this down in your notes, this is key. Unbelief kills prayer. If you don't believe, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna pray for the reality of God's word. And all of your life, it'll be those help me prayers. I mean, at least he's praying, but, but come on. Help me prayers, that's kindergarten stuff. Uh, my first earnest prayer probably was, Lord, I really have to poop. God, please, I will, I'll, go, I'll go as a missionary if you just keep me from messing my pants right now. I gotta find a bathroom. Have you ever prayed that prayer? Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I know you did. I know you prayed that prayer. Everybody's everybody's prayed that prayer at least once. Oh God, have mercy on me, you know. Man, that's kindergarten stuff, okay? I mean, it really is kindergarten stuff. Okay, so Matthew 17, verse 19, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? Why couldn't we help this kid? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to a yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Uh, you know, you made an attempt and it was hard, and then you, you know, you gave up, gave over. And Jesus is saying, no, you gotta dig down and get in prayer. See, faith says God will have the victory. God will have the victory. Devil, you will not get my child. I'm gonna fast and pray to my Father in heaven and we'll see who gets my baby. That's what faith says. See, some of you, you've got family that thinks wrong is right and right is wrong. They're messed up six ways to Sunday. You need to bring, you need to bring desperate family needs to prayer ministry 
God, I need you to work in the heart of my husband, in the heart of my wife, in the heart of my child, in the heart of my parents. And pray till there's breakthrough. This kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Unbelief kills prayer. Don't, don't make some half-hearted attempt at what, what God's word says should be true over your life. Oh, I told him, but didn't change anything, so I'm gonna go waste my life. No, dig, dig in, pray until there's breakthrough. Again, James 1, verses five and eight. If you lack wisdom, here's the principle. Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and braideth not and shall be given him. But here it is, verse six. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. I don't know about you, but I want to grow in my faith. I want to believe God for every promise over my life and over the, over the life of this church. I believe with all my heart, everything that God has done up to this point, it is the tip of the iceberg. It's the tip of the iceberg. Brothers and sisters, you haven't seen anything yet. Well, we planted a church in, across town and in Tampa. We're planting a church in Boston. We've got a seed bed for a church in in, um, in, uh, in Dallas, uh, we're helping to plant a church in Denver and in Laramie, and, and uh, we helped, uh, we helped uh, get a church back, you know, uh, back uh, function in all eight cylinders in Costa Rica, and, and there's a seed bed for a church in Nairobi and in Vietnam, and I mean, look what God's doing all over the world. Tip of the iceberg. Um, what is God's heart? Well, it's the nation's. What does God want to do? Well, he doesn't want to waste us on just living our lives for ourselves. He wants to use us to build a kingdom starting in our Jerusalem, 40th and Walnut, our Judea, right, the, the, the greater metroplex and beyond, and our nation and, 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 the, and every nation, every tribe, every tongue. Well, what can a little church from the hood do in terms of the nations, what can a little church do for the glory of God? Man, anything and everything God wants. With God, what things are possible? All things are possible. And we're either gonna get full of faith and we're gonna endeavor in prayer and we're gonna call on God for the reality of his word over our life or we'll just, you know, keep, keep you know, we'll, we'll keep doing what we're doing, we'll keep getting what we're getting. And I'm grateful for everything that God has done. I'm, great. I'm not saying that this is even a bad church. I'm not, I would never say that. You guys are actually my favorite. But, but uh, <laughs> tip of the iceberg. Or it's the iceberg that will sink the, t- the, the Titanic. It's already too big. Like I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm, yeah, we got people joining the church that I haven't had a chance to meet yet. And if we're training ministry leaders and we're training members to, to do the work of the ministry and you know, typically it's about this stage as the church grows and develops where all of a sudden all the ministers get the bit in their mouth and there's 100 different visions and 100 different directions and 100 different fights and, and you know, that, that iceberg just sinks the ship. We need to probably go through the ministry principles again. We protect unity. Just ask somebody if you don't know what I'm talking about. He that cometh to God must believe. Um, I don't want to miss anything that God has for us. You can look at the example of Abraham. He struggled to believe God's promises over his life. Uh, You know, it's going to be through your child, Abraham, and through famine and Abimelechs and, you know, Egypt and seasons of unbelief, setbacks as a result. 
you know, better late than never. Finally, Abraham gets full of faith and that belief results in a, in a good time and a baby. Romans chapter four, verse 16 tells us that it's of faith and gives us the example of Father Abraham who, verse 18, against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he bought chocolate and flowers. He considered not his own body now dead. (laughs) He drank ginseng tea or whatever he had to do. He was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Hey, Sarah, you're looking pretty good tonight. Giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform. Um, He got full of faith in the word of God and, and saw the reality of it over his life. Well, that's what Jesus told us. John chapter 15, verse seven. Abide, right? Abide in me. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. It's by abiding in Christ that we bring forth, John 15, much what? Fruit. Paul said the same thing to the church at uh, Colossae, Colossians chapter one. He says, uh, here's how we pray, that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. You need to know the word of God so you can trust him for the reality of it in your life. You need to abide in Christ. You need to abide in this book. You need to abide in the word of God so that the fruit of it will be manifest in your life. I'm praying that you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that what's in you comes out of you. Verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. What's next? Being what? Fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Fruitful, pleasing. God's words through our prayers now are a reality. And that's the question on the floor tonight is are we full of faith? When we pray in unbelief, we're double-minded. We don't, don't think we'll have anything from the Lord. We gotta get full, in faith, full of faith in what God said he wants to do in and through us as his people. These are the fundamentals of corporate prayer ministry. When we pray in unbelief, we have an exercise in futility. And when the answer, right, doesn't come, we blame God. Oh, I prayed, you know, I asked the Lord and then he married someone else. I gotta do the best I can with what I, no, no. People, when we pray, remember who it is that we're talking to. This is our Father in heaven. He's the God of miracles. He's the God of salvation. Did he ignore you when you cried out for, 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 for mercy, forgiveness, for salvation? He's the God of power and might. He's the God of glory. By his power, he held the rain, and yet it rained down fire from heaven at the fervent prayers of Elijah. He revived the Shunanite woman's child at the prayers of Elisha. I mean, how many people are gonna get full of faith, nothing doubting, and believe God for the promises of his word? Everybody in this room ought to be able to trust God for a disciple. You say, well, I don't know my Bible any better than a hole in the ground. Everybody in this room ought to trust God to learn this book. You're in the right place. There's no reason why you can't learn the word of God yourself. If the person sitting next to you can do it, you can. Sorry, I didn't insult you next to that other person. I'm just trying to use you as a point of encouragement for your dithering buddy, okay? Pray knowing that God is able. All prayer has to be made in faith. 
Because the bottom line is Hebrews chapter 11 and verse six, without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So get this down in your notes and we'll close. Faith-powered prayer produces reward from God. Did you see that in Hebrews six? He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith-powered prayer produces reward from God. I don't wanna be guilty of not receiving answered, right, answered, answers to prayer, answered prayer, because I was faithless and unbelieving and I didn't suss out what the word of God said over my life and over the life of this church. And so I never bothered to cry out in faith. I never bothered to fast. I never bo- bothered to, to come to God and, and seek him out at his word. Brothers and sisters, it's knock, right? Ask and ye shall receive. Knock and it's opened. God is inviting us to see the planet rock for his glory, but it is through this mechanism of calling on him according to his word. And if we'll do that, I am telling you, tip of the iceberg. I don't wanna get to the judgment seat of Christ and have to admit, yeah, we all one bunded. We were all just playing at it. Um, let's hold bun it for Jesus. Isn't he, worth, isn't he worth both buns engaged in faith? Isn't he worth both buns? <laughs> you get what I'm saying. I just can't cuss in church, it's not right. We need to be whole bun, we need to be wholehearted, we need to be full of faith. So what is it that you need to be trusting the Lord for? What is, what is the promise of God's word over your life, over your ministry, over your fellowship, over this church, over missions, over your part, your peace in that? And then let's trust God to do what only God can do in and through us, amen? Can I pray for you? Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters, and Lord, I pray that you would, you would seat this deeply into our souls, into our hearts and our minds. Help us not to be guilty of wicked unbelief and prayerless because we don't think you really care or you want to answer. Lord, how many times have we prayed according to your word, but, but we were full of doubting and, and offensive to you, and how could you answer prayer when, when uh, we couldn't muster even the faith of an atom, much less a, a mustard seed? Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters that God, um, we'd be a people who, if we, if we don't have that kind of faith today, that we would purpose in our hearts that we're gonna begin drawing near to you and we're gonna begin spending the time, the needed time, the needful time in your word so that, Lord, you'll, you'll ignite our faith. But, Lord, we wanna pray believing prayers and we need to see Andrew's support, the Ong support come in. We need to see a school started in Vietnam uh, these are, are miracles in and of themselves. We need to see people get broken for Dallas, Texas, and some people that are saying they're proven, fruitful, mature people that will say, I'll move to Dallas for the sake of the gospel. We need to, we need to see some people get a burden for Nairobi and help Jeanette and Linda lead, lead, a, lead a pastor to Christ 
whoever that pastor's gonna be in Nairobi. We, we need to lead him to Christ and disciple him. Um, Lord, the things like that, that, Lord, unless you answer prayer, unless you move for your own glory, there'll be no hope. Uh, but Lord, that's what needs to be, um, you know, just involved in the daily reporting in this place. We're your children. You're the living God. You're a God of miracles. You're a God of wonders. And you're the same today, yesterday, forever. Um, there's no variableness in you. There's no shadow of turning. You are who you are. And from Genesis to Revelation, it pleases you to work in and through the lives of your people. So Lord, I, I just rebuke unbelief in hearts and minds tonight and, and just ask God, would you pour out your spirit and conviction? Don't let us get away with lying to ourselves and lying to you. Lord, I'm praying for this church family. I'm praying for my brothers and sisters. Lord, I'm praying for myself. Lord, help us to be a people of faith who pray believing prayers according to your word. And then God, be glorified in and through us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.